0: so that we might speak with love about the one who is love. The Archdiocese of Chicago, through the generosity of Sacred Heart Parish in Winnetka, now presents the Word on Fire. Peace be with you, and Merry Christmas. We hear from John the Evangelist in his magnificent prologue, the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. That's the Christmas message. That's the Christmas gospel. Words. Can I take you back now in imagination to a little room in a boarding house in Philadelphia, early summer of 1776? There's a young Virginia lawyer there, Thomas Jefferson. As he shoos away the flies, he works on a document. and He writes these words. We hold these truths to be self-evident that all men are created equal And are endowed by their creator with certain inalienable rights Among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness Words that first galvanized that convention Words that then galvanized a nation Inspired it to independence Words that have echoed up and down the centuries since he wrote them Still animating this country Inspiring political change all over the world Huh, just words That's just words Words have enormous power Let me take you now in imagination The battlefield of Gettysburg. It's November of 1863. Abraham Lincoln's come up by train from Washington, carefully preparing a speech. After an afternoon of long-winded oratory, Lincoln rises and speaks a few hundred words. They end this way, that this nation under God will have a new birth of freedom, and that the government of the people, by the people, and for the people shall not perish from the earth. The Gettysburg Address, not appreciated very much at the time, but a speech which in time galvanized the North, re-inspired the fight, convinced people they were fighting for something worth fighting for, words that also have echoed up and down the centuries, still defining some of the deepest ideals of the nation, just words. Words pack enormous, nation-changing, culture-changing power. Can I take you in imagination now? to London 1940 the early summer the Nazi armies have swept through Holland Belgium and to the surprise of the world they've conquered France the nation against which Germany had struggled in vain for five years in the First World War in a lightning quick move France has been conquered Britain's the last great European power remaining and they wait fearfully for the nazi invasion the british army is in disarray and winston churchill speaks we will fight on the beaches we will fight on the hills we will fight in the streets we will never surrender and if this island nation lasts another thousand years they will look back at this time and say this was their finest hour And he concluded by saying, all I have to offer you is blood, toil, tears, and sweat. They say that at that dark hour, Churchill marshaled the only weapon he had, which was the weapon of language, the weapon of words. And those words galvanized the country, and they galvanized the Western world. And those words of Churchill made possible the resistance to Hitler. Just words words unleash enormous power. One last step on this little journey of imagination it's now the late summer of nineteen sixty three almost exactly a hundred years after Lincoln spoke at Gettysburg, and a young black Baptist preacher gets up on the steps of the memorial to Lincoln in Washington, and he gives a speech that includes those wonderful words i have a dream let me read to you though how that speech ends so let freedom ring from the prodigious hilltops of new hampshire let freedom ring from the mighty mountains of new york let freedom ring from the heightening alleghanies of pennsylvania but not only that let freedom ring from stone mountain of georgia let freedom ring from lookout mountain of tennessee And when we allow freedom to ring, when we let it ring from every village and hamlet, from every state and city, we will be able to speed up that day when all of God's children, black men and white men, Jews and Gentiles, Protestants and Catholics, will be able to join hands and sing in the words of the old Negro spiritual, free at last, free at last. Thank God Almighty, we are free at last. Those words galvanized a nation. Those words summing up the best ideals of the Civil Rights Movement change the face of America, and they are continuing to change the face of the world as they echo up and down the decades. Just words. Words contain and unleash enormous power. We've seen it now through the centuries in these four cases four individual men whose words shook the world In the beginning St. John tells us was the Word and the Word was with God and the Word was God If the words of men can have this kind of influence imagine what the word of god is capable of christians read through the pages of the old testament you find numerous descriptions of god's powerful engagement in the world we hear of the spirit of god that hovers over the surface of the waters at the beginning of time we hear Of the glory of God which pitches its tent in the temple in Jerusalem we hear of the wisdom of God which has a creative power and that fills the mouths and the minds of the prophets but the term that's most often used in the Old Testament is this term the word the word the word echoing through the great patriarchs, seizing the minds of the great prophets, the Word of God. Isaiah said it, My word does not go forth from me in vain, but rather accomplishes its purpose. Think of those words going forth from Thomas Jefferson that accomplish their purpose. Words going forth from Abraham Lincoln that accomplish their purpose. Churchill's words that affected what they said King's words that changed the face of the nation So God's word Now Christians in light of that reconsider the message of Christmas The sentimental feast of Christmas The gentle Christ in the stable. That's not what John's talking about. John's talking about power and the unleashing of power. The Word became flesh and dwelt among us. God's Word that is with God from the beginning, that is God, that is nothing but the power of God, now comes concentrated into the world. We think Lincoln's and Churchill's and King's words have power. The word that becomes flesh in Jesus Christ is the pure power of God. Listen now to a passage from our first reading for today, taken from the prophet Isaiah, whom we've been reading now all through this Advent season. Listen. The Lord comforts his people He redeems Jerusalem. The Lord has bared His holy arm in the sight of all the nations. That image is used throughout Isaiah. The Lord bears His holy arm. You know what it means? It means He's rolling up His sleeve like someone who's setting out to work. Or better, rolling up His sleeve like someone setting out to fight. The Lord has bared His holy arm He's come to unleash power. This is what it means to say the word became flesh. The Lord has bared his holy arm of power by which he will rework the world. Now, as we'll expect from the Bible, there's always an irony. What does this word look like? What does this bared arm of the Lord look like? Peer now into that stable in Bethlehem, past the kneeling shepherds, past the heads of the animals, and look toward that creche. What do we see? We might see the little bare arm of a child gesturing, reaching out. That's Yahweh's mighty arm. That's the Word made flesh. That's the power of God. Because real power looks like love. There's the whole biblical message. The power that will remake the world is a power of self-emptying, self-forgetting love. And Christians, that bare arm of the Christ child also calls to mind the bare arm of Christ crucified, that bare arm stretched out on the cross, not in worldly power, not in displays of worldly might, but nailed to the cross in an attitude of weakness and self-offering. Isaiah says the Lord will bear his mighty arm in the sight of all the nations, Christ crucified has over his head in Latin, Greek, and Hebrew announcing to all the nations, Jesus, King of the Jews. That's his mighty arm. That's his world-changing, world-transforming power. The love unto death, which is the Lord God. That's our Christmas message that's our Christmas joy. May we join Yahweh as He bears His mighty arm. May we join our voices to the divine voice which in Christ can change the world. And Merry Christmas to you. I hope that you were moved today by the word on fire. I pray that together we might become a people on fire with love for God and neighbor here in Chicago and wherever these words are heard. Until we join Father Barron again next week, I'm Cardinal Francis George. God bless you. Most interment arrangements at the 42 Archdiocese of Chicago cemeteries are made through a pre-need plan. Your thoughtful planning today is economically prudent and contributes to peace of mind for you and your loved ones. Catholic Cemeteries counselors are available at your convenience. For more information, call 708 449-6100 Catholic Cemeteries, serving the Catholic community since 1837.